Roll humps to all my fighting camels worldwide. I'm your quarterback, Hodge Malik Williams, and you're listening to the Orange and Black Podcast. What's up, everyone? The 2023-2024 Campbell Athletics calendar has begun, and football is just a few days away as Campbell hosts number four, William & Mary, on Thursday night inside Barkley Lane Stadium with kickoff set for 7 p.m. This episode is brought to you by the Cooking Campbell Grill, located at 174 North McKinley Street in downtown Coates, right up the road from campus. You can come over to the Cooking Campbell Grill to enjoy their award-winning wings and burgers before or after any Campbell home game. Before we get started, be sure to subscribe to Orange and Black to get news updates, stories, and behind-the-scenes intel surrounding Campbell Athletics. You can sign up for free or log into a paid subscription to get exclusive access to the Orange and Black Discord chat, where we discuss Campbell Athletics every day and share behind-the-scenes info. Dylan, what's up, man? The sports season has begun. Football is right around the corner. How you doing? Good, Andrew. Uh, I mean, sports is right around the corner. College football season is in the air. It started with week zero this week. Um, some good games that were on last night, and uh, everybody's going to be starting to play uh, starting Thursday with Florida and Utah playing on ESPN, and uh, they will come right after that. So I- I'm excited. Um, I, it, I think we've been waiting since June for this to this to roll on, and it uh, caught us off guard. Absolutely, the summer flew by quickly, and we are just a few days away from Campbell kicking off their season, their inaugural season in the CAA, and they will be challenged early as they welcome the number four team in the nation, William and Mary, to Barker Lane Stadium on Thursday. Dylan, let's jump into William and Mary. What are your overall thoughts on the tribe? Obviously, they have a lot of talent coming back this year, and it's going to be a tough test for Campbell to open up the season and get their first true taste of the Coastal Athletic Association. Yeah, this is uh, (laughs) – we're getting thrown off the deep end here. Uh, There's no easy way into the the CAA. Um, William Mary being ranked third – third, fourth, fifth round there, uh, in the polls and they deserve their ranking, um, where they're at. Um, uh, this team is, uh, loaded with preseason, uh, selections, CAA selections, all American selections. Um, they they are stacked. Um, and so I, and this is actually a, uh, re- return game um Campbell played them last year to uh a close game um in William Williamsburg um so this is a comeback game for for the Campbells and um Willie May right off uh getting into the corner finals and losing the number four seed Montana State so uh and just taking a look at this team uh it's a uh, both sides of the ball, they're returning a lot of a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of juniors, a lot of seniors um, to this team, and and this team is stacked uh, up and up and down the ball. So uh, it should be a good test here for uh, Coach Minner and um, facing off against uh, Coach Coach London, who uh, was uh, in the in one of the finalists for the 
uh, Eddie Robinson national coach of the year, which is the coach of the year for FCS. So, um, yeah, this is, this is going to be an interesting game. This is going to put us, um, on the total pole in terms of the CAA right off the bat. Yeah. Interesting that Campbell gets to play William and Mary the first game of the season. Normally you don't open up with a conference opponent, especially of William and Mary's caliber. But as you mentioned last year, Campbell traveled up, uh, to play William and Mary in Virginia. And when Campbell made the switch to the Coastal Athletic Association, that game was already slotted on the schedule. So they just integrated that in and Campbell gets to open up uh, CAA play against William & Mary inside Barker Lane Stadium. So that should be a great test for the Camels. And, you know, if you have to play the number four team in the nation, you would almost rather do it early in the season than later in the season where when the tribe can get things going and they get everything figured out. But that can also go both ways for the Camels. So we'll see how the guys come out on Thursday night. Dylan, let's take a look at the offensive side of the ball for William & Mary. Who, so who are some people to keep an eye on? Obviously, their quarterback, Darius Wilson Jr., is going to be somebody who is going to be a difference maker and will you know, kind of duel it out against Hodge, Hodge Malik Williams on Thursday night. Yeah, he uh, he he returns uh, from a really good 2022 season. Uh, it was a semi-dual threat quarterback. Um, William Mary kind of put it as uh, he he has a really good release and he's a really good decision maker and he's going to get the ball out pretty quickly. So um, we're going to be on our toes. Um, probably a lot of press coverage is going to going to happen because um, he's going to be looking to get the ball out of his hands really really quickly. Um, but it's going to be led by their their senior running back, Bronson Yotter. Um, he's on the Walter Payton Award watch list. Uh, Campbell fans are all too well with that watch list, with uh, some former Camels being on that watch list. Um, preseason FCS All-American selection. And last year, uh, he was top 20 in FCS. Uh, yards, touchdowns, yards per game. Um you name it, his name was all over it. Um, and the coaches described him with tremendous vision and an outstanding ability to gain yards after contact and breaking a lot of tackles. He's a he's a small, compact dude. I uh, kind of I was looking at him. The first uh, first person to come come to mind was uh, a, an Austin Eckler type. Um, he doesn't catch the ball a lot out of the backfield. They have a, another running running back that kind of does that in uh, Malachi Amoa. Um, he's kind of their uh, catch out of the backfield running back. Bronson Yotter is the the thunder and the Amoa is the lightning um, in terms of that um, running team. So uh, you, you're going to see a lot of Bronson Yotter and um, I think the, wherever uh Yotter goes is wherever William Mary goes because they have a their wide receiving core um is a little bit younger um a lot of their guys left but they returned a lot of guys um it's gonna be led by D, uh Jishan Kendrick um is a junior JT Mayo is also a junior um they were playing a lot in the kick return game last year but they're gonna become the number one targets uh for Darius Wilson um this year um and then the two-headed kind of attack at tight end uh colton turner and trey mcdonald uh there could be a lot of uh blocking tight ends um kind of your rob gronkowski uh esque um for william mary you'll probably see a lot of two tight end 
packages with William Mary so they can give Bronson Yotter um, more people to block for him. Um, and then their offensive line. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's up there. Three seniors, two juniors this year. Uh, they were top five in the CAA, um, many offensive line categories, and it's led by uh, the junior Charles uh, Charles Grant, preseason All-American, and he's looked at on many, many charts for NFL prospects uh, in the making. So um, this offense is going to be a lot to handle. Um, it's kind of there isn't really any weakness, and if there is a weakness, it's that wide receiver. Um, but that's barely any weakness so i think this is going to be a big running attack um and then once they get campbell kind of in the box you get darius wilson who can who could throw the ball as well um he had 16 touchdowns last year we also ran the ball a couple times so um yeah this offense could be a lot a lot to handle yep on thursday night it'll be a battle of experience versus the youngsters and campbell as campbell has brought in Yet again, another great recruiting class, the top FCS recruiting class in the nation. And, you know, for Coach Minner, it'll be about being able to get those guys gelled together. There's a lot of talent on the roster, but, you know, early in the season, you have to get all those guys moving in the same direction. And we'll see how that plays out on Thursday night. Um, As you mentioned, on the offensive side of the ball for William and Mary, not a lot of weaknesses, but if you had to point at one spot, it would be the wide receiver room. A lot of people nationally who have been talking about this team, you know, they're saying they did lose a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. But when you're the number four team in the nation, it's more of a, you know, you're not rebuilding, you're just reloading and kind of swap new guys in and go from there. So we'll see how Campbell's defense, led by CJ Tillman at the linebacker position, will be able to handle that offense on Thursday night. Dylan, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, if you hear anything about William and Mary and their upcoming team, it is about John Pius, who is the leader of that defense. He was the only FCS linebacker to be on the Buttkiss Award watch list, which is pretty impressive considering everyone else on that list is going to be an FBS player heading into the season. Um, also a consensus preseason All-American. I mean, this guy is going to be everywhere. Um, you could see this guy playing on Sundays uh, after he leaves William & Mary. But let's touch on that defense a little bit, Dylan. Led by uh, Pius, who else along with him do you see being the leaders of those defense and for Campbell to be able to watch out for on Thursday night? Yeah, he he's the he's the big name uh, that everybody's looking for. But uh, the this team from defensive line to the D backs, uh, preseason Hall Americans, uh, all CAA, uh, preseason members. Um, and the, it, it kind of starts down low. Uh, Nate Len, who's a senior, uh, he's on the Buck, uh, Buck Buchanan award watch list, uh, preseason All American and could be an NFL prospect, uh, in the draft coming up next year. Uh, he's got 20 sacks, uh, in his career. Uh, and he can he can get to the ball pretty quickly, so he'll uh, he'll run to the defensive line. Um, they're only returning one starter, and that is Nate Lynn. They have a lot of guys who were on the reserves who got time but did not start last year. So um, a lot of new faces on the defensive line, but it's going to be led, uh, led by Nate Lynn. And then if you look at the off or the outside linebackers, 
like you said, it's going to be, it's going to be John Pierce. Um, he's only a junior, which is scary enough. Uh, but he's got two guys beside him. Alex Washington, who's also a junior Christian Ham is also a junior as well. Um, when I look at John Pius, I, I got the Bradley Chubb comp, which, uh, you, you know, all, all too well, um, being in that and being in that, uh, Raleigh area. So that's what I got from him. Uh, he's kind of the leader of the defense. So you're kind of, you're going to see him, um, being, being that guy who, who's kind of make sure that the defense is all set and ready to go. Um, and he's going to get after the QB. He's going to be in pass coverage. He's going to do a lot of different things. Um, inside linebackers, um, they got four upperclassmen, um, led by uh, Kevin Jarrell, who's the captain. Uh, he's going to move inside this year, was outside. He also came uh, – when he came to William Mary, was also a QB. A lot, when you see a lot of QBs that switch to the defensive side, that leads to a lot of great attributes because uh, they know what the defense is going to be looking for, and um, and they kind of got that uh, – um, that QB mindset. So that's going to be really good. Um, they also have Isaiah Jones, um, who's a junior is going to be starting at Michael linebacker. Uh, William Mary kind of put him at, they put him as uh, the mastery of the defense, um, which uh, that would be a good comp if you ask me. And then uh, the DBs, um, you have a lot of upperclassmen um, who were on reserve or came back. Uh, but it's going to be led by Ryan Poole, who's a senior preseason All-American, two-time All-CAA selection. Uh, he was third uh, last year in pass defending. Uh, William Mary says he's a great man-to-man uh, coverage CB. Um, he's also a captain. Um, and alongside him, he's got Jalen Jones. Uh, he was last year CAA Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, he was also eighth last year in the Jerry uh, Award um, voting. He was also a freshman All-American selection. Um, and he, William Mary says he's good at everything. He's good at coverage, good at run. So you're going to kind of see him all over the place. And then uh, last but not least, Marcus Barnes, uh, who's going to be kind of back there roaming in the safety position. Preseason uh, All-CAA C- All honorable mention. Uh, he's ranked second last year, uh, tackles and interceptions. Uh, and he could play all over the place. So you'll kind of see him roaming behind. Um in safety or he could be a uh, could be a cornerback if they need him so um this defense uh in all f- all four four or five phases of, of of the defense they're gonna have upperclassmen they're gonna have preseason all americans guys who can who can make Hodge Malik Williams uh night a little bit difficult um so Hodge Malik Williams um is gonna have to use that veteran instinct um, with this defense, uh, probably got to get the ball out quick, um, and, sh- and sharp to, uh, carve up this William Mary D. Yeah. For the Campbell offense, the key to success will be holding on to the football last year when Campbell traveled up to play William and Mary, uh, Hodgemalee Williams had a career high three interceptions. Obviously this is not something that, that you want on your starting quarterback, but as you move forward, you have another year under your belt. Hodgmalik Williams seems to be healthy and ready to go this season, which is something that he has struggled with in past seasons. So if he can be healthy, make some good decisions, that'll lead Campbell in the right direction. 
And, you know, if you kick off the season against the number four team in the nation and get that win, you're really going to put yourself on the map. Some people nationally have already been touting the Camels as Campbell received votes in the AFCA coaches poll um, whenever they released their initial top 25 uh, polls of the season. So Campbell's already getting some national love. And Dylan, if you can pick up a huge top five win to start the season, I mean, that hype is only going to continue. Let's talk more about uh, some other accolades for some Campbell players that have come out in recent weeks. Uh, in our last podcast, we touched on Mike Edwards, who, you know, is getting a lot of love nationally. He was uh, recently named to the Reese's Senior Bowl watch list alongside with Isaiah Green, who is a transfer on the defensive side from Central Connecticut State. So that's another name you can keep an eye on on the defensive side of the ball um, on Thursday night and as we transition into the season. Dylan, do you have any other thoughts on this William & Mary team or what Campbell needs to do to pick up a win on Thursday night against the Tribe? Yeah, I think Campbell needs to come out and I I think we talked about before this podcast is going to be – they're going to have a lot of pieces that they're going to that coming in that they're going to have to figure out really quickly and gel together really, really quickly. Um, this is not a game where they're going to give you one quarter to gel because William Mary one quarter, you can be down 25 real quick. Um, they're not going to give you time to gel. So <laughs> CAA didn't give us any, any favors with a, a lot of transfers. Um, and so hopefully this team, uh, was able to gel during the during the summer months um, and practices uh, coming in. So um, I think Hodge is going to have to be efficient. Defense is going to have to be on their game. Um, and I mean, this is this team's not going to be new to them. Uh, probably one of uh, only a couple teams that's not going to be new to them this year. So um, they've seen a bunch of these guys already. Um, and I think Hodge Link Williams uh, is going to be looking over the tape from last year, kind of seeing what he did wrong, and then hopefully fixing those mistakes uh, this time around. We have a we have a shootout in Bowie's Creek. Yep, it'll be a good one on Thursday night as Campbell welcomes number four William and Mary into Barker Lane Stadium. You can go ahead and get your tickets at GoCamels.com. Also, as a reminder. To all the Campbell fans, you can watch all the home football, men's basketball, and women's basketball games on Flow Sports. Every single one of those home games will be streamed on Flow, along with a multitude of other sports that Campbell sponsors. Campbell has already uh, launched their stream for, um, they've had a couple home soccer events, and we'll touch on those as we move forward in the podcast. But overall, the stream quality is really good, as you would expect from the amazing team over there. Um, in the athletic departments and then the campus IT, um, audio visual department. They're really awesome and just a great product that you can log on and watch all the Campbell home events and all the Campbell road games this upcoming season. I uh, will include a link, um, in this podcast description where you can go online and get your full year of Flow Sports subscription for just $99. That pretty much comps out to be the same price as the ESPN plus plan that we saw in previous years. So you're able to watch all the Campbell home events and all their away events as well on Flow Sports. And you can pull that up on your phone, on your TV. It's pretty easy to to kind of navigate around. Dylan, we touched on those other sports. What has been going on for the Camels and 
uh, men's soccer, women's soccer started. Volleyball kicked off their season this weekend out in Colorado. Uh, but we'll start with men's soccer. Yeah, men's soccer started on Thursday. Uh, they hosted uh, South Carolina um, right off the bat, SEC opponent. Uh, they drew a 1-1. Uh, it was a pretty good game, uh, up, up and down. Um, Campbell played really, really good. South Carolina, SEC opponent, Power 5, always always a good opponent. So um, looked pretty good. Um, tie against uh, an SEC opponent uh, at home at Booze Creek, always a great thing. Um so they uh, they drew that, and then uh, their next game is actually tonight. Um, Davidson in town at five o'clock. So um, hopefully everybody will um, will be there cheering on the guys as they take on Davidson. Yeah, the guys uh, tested themselves early, as Dustin Fonder often likes to do with his non-conference slate. The Camels did tie one to one, and you know, just a great way to come out of the gate and really challenge yourself. Campbell is going to be challenged as they move into CAA play. It's going to be a lot different than the big South. When you have one or two teams that you're competing with, when you're looking at the coastal athletic association, every team top to bottom is going to be good. And as Chris Haymeyer and Everett Butterich touched on in their Campbell call podcast, you know, in the big South, you had some teams that were, uh, you know, you kind of knew going into the season like they were going to be great because uh, in the Big South, you had a lot of teams investing heavily. Uh, you saw that in the likes of Coastal Carolina and Liberty in the past in the Big South. Obviously, some more big spending schools. They saw the success and then they went on to another conference. Campbell the same way. You, you saw uh, an extra dedication to the athletics program and you were able to see that success in the Big South. In the CAA, you got a lot bigger schools, a lot bigger budgets, and you just have a lot more competition throughout. Um, so it'll be definitely interesting to see how this men's soccer team performs. Uh, this year, Hostra is going to be a team to keep an eye on as well. And then I'm really looking forward to, across all sports, some more close-knit regional rivalries like UNCW. You have Elon, which will be in every sport, including football, which – you know, in the past is something that Campbell has not really had. It's just a great rivalry. You know, there's a little bit of beef with High Point, uh, but, you know, High Point didn't have a football team. So you're going to get some more uh, great rivalries being able to be produced there. And Campbell will start out, uh, you know, on the football side on Thursday night against William & Mary. But on the women's soccer side, uh, Campbell picked up a – well, they opened up the season with a 2-2 draw at High Point. They could have um, opened the season with a win. Uh, they kind of fumbled that away at the end, but still a great test. As we talked about, High Point was one of those teams that was at the top of the Big South year in and year out. And Campbell's able to open up the season uh, with a 2-2 draw there. They followed that up with a game at ODU where they dropped that one 2-0. Uh, to zero. And then on Wednesday night, what a great outing for the women as Campbell led one to nothing. Radford came back to tie it up. And then in the 90th minute, Amber Liston, the senior was able to bury uh, the game-winning goal um, with a minute, with less than a minute to play, which was awesome. The ladies are currently playing uh, right now against ECU as we record this podcast. And as I pull up the live stats, currently Campbell is down one to nothing. But it's something to keep an eye on, and just the ladies to keep an eye on all season as they move forward. Dylan, what are your thoughts on the women's soccer team? Yeah, they kind of had uh, everything this week. A tie, a loss, a win. 
an absolute uh, game-winning stunner by uh, Amber Liston. Uh, that was a uh, that was a great goal. Uh, so they had a mixture of everything. Uh, it's like they never left left the Big South within two Big South opponents this week. Um, so they uh, will move to the CAA here shortly. So um, it's kind of a roller coaster. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, uh, especially with the ODU. Um, and then the absolute stunner on Wednesday. So, and then, uh, currently losing one at the ECU, um, in the 59th minute. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of everything, um, this year, it seems like from the women. Yeah. Exciting times along with the men, it's going to be a competitive conference and the CAA for the women's team. Uh, we'll transition over to volleyball. They, Started their season out in Colorado. What a beautiful place to visit this time of year before it gets too cold and there's snow everywhere and before uh, Coach Prime and Deion Sanders kick off their football season out there. Um, the ladies uh, opened up on Friday night against North Texas. They had a hard-fought game. Um, they ended up dropping that match three sets to two, but uh, took North Texas to the very end. On Saturday, they faced uh, the host of the tournament, Colorado, where they dropped three sets to zero. Campbell was pretty competitive in two of those sets, but kind of in the middle there, they kind of ran away from them. And it's hard to bounce back, especially when you're on the road against uh, a Power 5 school, RIP to the Pac-12. And then just recently on Sunday afternoon, they dropped a three-to-one decision to UNLV. Dylan, I was able to watch a little bit of the matches over the weekend. Did you get a chance to look at the volleyball team? Yeah, um, I, I got to take a look at them, uh, see how they were. Uh, that North Texas won back and forth um, until the till the very end. The, the ladies stuck in there pretty well, um, but it's all the way in Colorado, um, two different time zones, three different yeah, two three different time zones. So uh, that's a hard transition and then when you play the hosts and power five like you said r.i.p pac 12 now big 12 will be next year colorado uh that's just hard um being in the arena like that against the host and then they played their hearts out against unlv i think the final set went like 28 27 uh so they fought always to the end of the last three one so um tough start for the ladies um but I think a good experience factor um, for them heading to Colorado on the road, power five um, and face a lot of good teams out there. I think it'll, it'll pay dividends uh, towards the back half of the season. Absolutely. And the ladies are back in action on Thursday at East Carolina. They'll be in another tournament there where they face off against ECU Appalachian state and Bethune Cookman. So a little bit closer to home for the ladies. You don't have to get on a plane and fly out to Colorado, um, but a chance to bounce back there. And then Campbell's first home match of the season is on Tuesday, September 5th, as they host North Carolina Central. Following that, they'll have a three-game tournament that they are hosting, and that will feature San Jose State, uh, UTSA, and Georgia Southern. So upcoming, you have a lot of chances to catch the ladies if you're in the creek. And, you know, sports are back. There's a lot going on. It's an exciting time. Football is back in action on Thursday, and, you know, you have soccer, both soccers and volleyball sprinkled in there. So a lot of chances to catch some Campbell sporting events. Dylan, it's good to have it all back 
And to be able to just sit on the couch and watch some sports again. Um, what else do you have in mind uh, as we look forward and continue the fall sports season? Yeah, I mean, there's just uh, I, for the people who are uh, in and near the creek, uh, if you want to check out any Campbell sports, uh, pretty much any day of the week, there'll be something at home. So uh, go check it out um, and uh, make sure you guys uh get in there. Uh, there's a lot of great sports that are going to be happening. A lot of great teams, like you said, uh, San Jose state and a couple other teams coming to the Creek, um, later on in the September. Um, you got men's soccer starting CA action, uh, next Saturday, uh, women's soccer. Uh, you got even cross country going to Elon. So, um, and they're going to have some, uh, home meets or close to home meets as well. So, um, if you guys are begging for Campbell sports, there's going to be plenty of them in, in September and, uh, make sure you guys get to, uh, get to the football stadium on Thursday and, uh, watch, uh, hopefully a great football game, uh, between Campbell, uh, newly look Campbell and, uh, William yeah, Dylan, let's touch on that. The new look Campbell, uh, Campbell football released their new helmets for the upcoming season. Uh, pretty slick look with the new logo. It looks great on the helmets. Personally, I do like the black ones, but I think the white ones, um, look pretty clean. So we'll see what the camels come out in on Thursday night. What are your thoughts on the new helmets with the, with the new logo and branding? Yeah, I think we, that was the first question we kind of all had uh, whenever they re- released the logo is how is this going to look on a football helmet? Um, and they look really, really good, really slick. Um, I'm, I'm interested how it's going to look uh, under the lights Thursday night and what they're going to come out with and kind of how that's going to, how the rest of the uniform is going to look um, when they come out uh, with the new kind of lettering and logo how that's going to look like on a football uh the soccers um and the volleyballs look really really good um on tv um so i think i think our questions are answered in terms of transitioning from just an image onto a jersey uh, i think they did a really really good job so i have to shout out uh hannah hannah baysmore and uh the whole staff at campbell for coming up with this logo and making that image turn into reality on a jersey yeah and speaking of the new branding i was able to get some insight talking about uh, new courts and fields and stuff like that obviously when you have the astroturf that is a very expensive thing um to install and so for a lot of that you're just gonna have to wait for the lifetime of that uh, turf to run out before we can install a lot of the new logos which is you know not it's kind of hard to overhaul completely um, when you do something like that, especially when you have a lot of turf fields. And then the basketball court will remain the same for this season. Um, but next year they will revamp it. They just didn't have enough time to sand all the floors down and get everything done. I was on campus on Monday and they had recently installed the new CAA logos in the paint inside Gore Arena. Um, so they had just done that. It was all taped off and it looked good. So just exciting times as Campbell begins their reign and the CAA. Dylan, I apologize. I told you before we even got on the podcast that we were going to, this is episode 11 and we were going to circle back and we were going to keep doing our, you know, who's your all time number 11 in Campbell athletics. 
And I was so excited to start talking about football that we completely skipped by it. So if you want to go first, I'll let you talk about your number 11, or if you still need some time to think. I dropped this on you 10 minutes before we even started recording. Yeah, I was kind of thinking in terms of uh, the history of number 11s, and I actually came up with a, a, a name that I wasn't the first thing on my mind, but um, I, I kind of call him the the first running back uh, out kind of in the new era of um, Campbell, uh, but, Sha- but Deshaun Jones, um, he was a really decent running back um, out of Greensboro. Um, he was 2013, 2014. Um, and he was kind of that all running back, uh, all running back guy. Um, he kind of held a lot of Campbell records um, until kind of, we got some more guys in there, but the, the modern era Campbell records started with Deshaun Jones. Uh, and I remember getting there as a freshman at Campbell. Um, and he was, he was the guy, um, he did a lot of, um, great things, especially in, in 20, 2013 playing 10 games as a freshman. Um, and he tallied 517 yards, uh, that year, which was 10th, uh, in Campbell single season history, honestly being, uh, new football at that time. Um, but he had some, uh, Campbell records that still stand to this day. Um, great guy. I think I had some classes with him um, towards the end of my, uh, Campbell tenure. Uh, he was a great guy. Um, funny guy, kind of the, the heartbeat of the team. So, um, great guy, nice guy. Um, but that is my number 11, Andrew. I, I, there's one more number 11, that uh, I think I know who you're going to go with, but uh, who are you going with as your number 11? So I don't, I don't know if we were talking all time greats here, but definitely someone who was there during our time we were in school was Ray Miller, a uh, middle linebacker for uh, the Campbell football team. You know, he was, he was on, he was a part of the program when Campbell transitioned from the PFL into the big South. And that was kind of a big turning point for this program as a whole. You think about ego from, playing Presbyterian and Davidson and Valpo and all these random teams where you can't, you can't have scholarships. And then you transition into the big South where you're talking scholarship football. And then eventually that leads to where Campbell is now in the CAA, which is one of the top um, FCS conferences in the nation. My dog is trying to jump up here on me right now. Um, but, you know, you saw him as a staple of that defense um, whenever Campbell made that transition. And that's hard to do whenever you go from a team of, you know, you have guys that you don't have scholarships and then you mold into that, hey, we're bringing in more talent. We're bringing in all these new guys who are going to fit this new scholarship football mold. And he was still a staple on that defense and was able to um, help leave Campbell to some great seasons during his time here and help uh, with that transition. But Dylan, the sports season is here. College football started this past weekend. There wasn't uh, a lot of great games going on, but I definitely sat down on the couch and watched a majority of them. But this upcoming week, Campbell football starts on Thursday, and we will have a full slate of college football games all throughout the weekend, which is super exciting and just a great time to be a Campbell fan as all the fall sports will officially be kicked off um, starting this week. And Dylan... What are you looking forward to this week? And what are your predictions for Campbell against William & Mary on Thursday night inside Barker Lane Stadium? 
also want to say, I thought you were going with Bryce Arnold. Uh, shout out to Mr. Canada himself, Bryce Arnold. Um, I'm, in, I'm in like football mode yeah. right now, but oh, that would have yeah. been a great one, especially no. after he destroyed that baseball down in Columbia. Yeah. I about jumped through the ceiling um, whenever he hit that home run. So and, uh, no, number 11 in, in our hearts, definitely. But shout out to Bryce Arnold, uh, also number 11, but uh, great on Ray Miller. Um, really nice guy as well. Um, I think this is going to be a very close game. Uh, to be honest, I think it's going to be a slug match. Um, CJ Tillman's going to do a lot. And then shout out to uh, George Wilson, uh, former five-star recruit at Florida State, coming to Campbell, um, trying to regenerate his career. Um, I think he's going to be a menace to society <laughs> on Thursday night. I think he's going to be up in Darius Wilson's face, trying to prove a point um, here at Campbell. I think this could be really close, um, but I have to give it to William Mary slightly, just slightly. Um, I think last year the score was d- different than what everybody thought, um, but definitely this year uh, it's going to be a lot closer. I think Hodge Malik is going to be a healthy Hodge Malik. Um, and I think it's going to be, it's going to be a slug match. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the scores ended up in the thirties, but I think William Mary will just barely pull it out. But I think Campbell will definitely put everybody on notice and give them a scare all the way to the final minutes of the fourth. I agree, Dylan. I think it's going to be close, but I think William and Mary will edge it out. Um, but you know, it's just exciting to have football back and we're excited to bring you lots of coverage this upcoming season. Everyone have a great week. Watch tons of Campbell sports. Enjoy college football being back. And we'll talk to you again next week. Go Camels. Pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it. And we want to enjoy that and embrace it and and fight through the struggle. 